0: Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co for more information. Welcome back to the fall season of the podcast. We are so excited to be here together recording once again and connecting with our audience. Misty and I were just talking about the title of this podcast. We know the idea and we cannot come up with the title because it's about back to school, but are we back to school? Question mark. Back to school and another wave of the pandemic. I mean, the best we came up with is that we're here and present, and we're going to talk about going back to school.
1: Yes, we are. And in case you didn't know, for the first time ever, you can see us. So we are. Um, I'm broadcasting live from my closet, which is awesome. So if you get on YouTube, you can see. I had to clean my closet, so it's good. Um, But Lauren's in her nice, beautiful office there. Um, So yeah, you can get on YouTube now and watch us. And if you want to listen too.
0: We are keeping these video versions of the podcast raw and unedited, which does not mean we're going to run your ear off for 90 minutes on this topic. We're still going to keep it brief and concise, but just know that If there's some bloopers, you get to see behind the scenes and see how we operate when we mess up. So yeah, like
1: the back of my closet, like I have to actually keep this all clean. Like that's a whole, you could just watch the season in that and see if Misty keeps your closet clean. It looks great today. (laughs) Thanks. Well, you know, we're starting off back to school, you know, I'm trying to get organized with that. So it kind of goes with the theme.
0: Well, we also put on makeup for you guys, not like any of you care, but sometimes Misty would come with beach hair straight from the beach. (laughs) Sometimes I would come straight from working out outside or had barely looked in the mirror. So thank you for giving us a reason to get dressed and to do our hair. Yes. It feels nice, actually. It does. I got dressed up to get in my closet. Yeah. (laughs) 2021
1: is so weird. So let's start there. 2021 is so weird. And how long did we spend wishing for 2021? Yeah. And here we are wishing for 2022. So I feel like I know I'm not alone. Most people learn some things from the first wave of the pandemic about themselves, about their relationships, about their kids, etc. So my hope is, and this is what I'm trying to do. Okay, I've been through this before, like what what did I learn and what can I maybe do better? And um, I think the first thing, and I've heard several, it's a big conversation right now because everybody's going back to school and we don't know what's happening. Um, but from what I can tell, the biggest, like all of the you know world renowned scientists are saying, we're all just going to have to be flexible. And flexibility for humans is just so hard. And we are so like, we're fine. Like we got really good at lockdown and then we got really good at kind of moving back. And now we got to like, get really good at pulling back. And so it's all very confusing. And if you fight against it, it's going to be worse. And this is where, in my opinion, the mindfulness practice is like front and center. Like if you have a a mindfulness practice that you, and I don't want to use the term good because I don't know that there's, there's no judgment of your mindfulness practice, but wherever your practice is, flexibility is something that will come from that practice as you start to notice, like, do I need to make this a big deal or could I let this go and be a little bit more flexible? And I'm telling you guys, I work on that every day especially with my kids, because I know that kids value routine, but sometimes it's just best for me to say, do whatever, go have fun. So flexibility to me is something that I think everyone would agree. If you were a little bit more flexible, then when those things happen at school, like a COVID case happens and your kid's got to move to remote learning and you've got to reshuffle work stuff because of it. When all of that happens, you kind of know to expect it and to be flexible and figure out your plan.
0: I heard something in the yoga training years ago, and I wish I could give the correct teacher proper credit. And I say it all the time in my teaching. It's, it's along the lines of as humans, we have these flexible, malleable bodies with nervous systems that can change and brains that are plastic is the word in neuroscience, meaning the brain always changes depending on what's going on in our environment. Everything about this body and this mind is is flexible, malleable, adaptable, but it's our belief systems and the way we think things should be that are the most rigid And it's so true, like waiting for 2020 to pass. And then here we are in 2021, everything I've been hearing tells me and us that we're at sort of the beginning of this pandemic. And then it's not that the the pandemic is here to stay, but that this way of life and dealing with COVID is here to stay. And when we have an idea in our head of how quickly it should be finished, and we actually hold on to that idea, that's a rigidity of mind that is only going to bring suffering and pain. And so I love that idea of of practicing flexibility um, with any belief system. I mean, I'm not talking about religion, but you could include that into the the conversation. That's not what I mean here, but I mean any belief system as far as like what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about who should or shouldn't get vaccinated, should we or should we not wear masks? I mean, that's a perfect example of it today, right? I mean, think about how tense you get around that conversation. Yep. And so I think flexibility is something that we lose when we are in fear. Because when we are in fear, we want to hold tight to anything we think could be any inkling of truth. And so recognizing rigidity almost as a fear response, as a stress response, and just saying, okay, self, here I am being really rigid about this situation. And can I like you said, just get into my body and take a few breaths and open my perception to this and just loosen up a little bit. I,
1: I, I think that's why I suffered so much on the first wave of the pandemic because I was fighting that and I was trying to be rigid. And so I have a new mantra that I'll not a new, I've been using it for about six months. Um, but I tell myself over and over especially when things kind of get like this in the house or something, I tell myself, I will form a plan, but I will be flexible to what life brings my way. So I know that I've got X, Y, Z that I'm going to do today or things I want to accomplish. But if I wake up and I open the door and it's pouring down rain because there's a hurricane outside and you forgot (laughs) me, then I'm not going to get like mad at myself and like, Oh, woke up. And now what am I going to do? I'm going to go to plan B and I'm going to do something to nurture myself in a different way. That used to really just piss me off. You know, it was like, now I'm I'm definitely not going to get my walk in. And that, that was me practicing mindfulness, but my mindfulness practice didn't focus at all on the flexible side of things. And that, Life happens like you get, you know, your flat tires, and people forget lunch boxes, and COVID shuts down your classroom, you know. And so, when that happens, instead of freaking out, which is what I think we all want to do, be very prepared, but still hopeful. Like, I'm doing everything I can to make sure that my kids are set up for success this year, as are they, as is the school. And so if something happens, that's, that's life right now. That happens, do you know? And so I'm not gonna blame anybody. I'm not gonna get really frustrated. We're gonna probably take our two weeks at home and muddle through virtual learning like the rest of the world, and then we'll move on, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. so I think the flexibility piece is a huge thing for me. And I'm guessing a lot of especially type A people who are used to a certain schedule, it's really hard to flip those schedules upside down.
0: I think the blame piece, you said that word blame is really like a hot take, hot topic right now. Yeah. I was having this conversation with a friend a couple of weeks ago, who's really stuck in a place of blame, actually about a different situation. But um, blaming is something that we also do when we are triggered into fear, when we're triggered into stress, because we want to hold somebody accountable and somebody responsible. So Say your kid's school does shut down. I think it's it behooves all of us as parents to be prepared with um how we're going to handle that, like almost prepping ourselves, which I don't always suggest rehearsing the future because I think we do it enough, aka anxiety. However, in this situation, I think it's probably worthy of our time to think about a few scenarios that might happen. And while we're in a settled place, think about our skilled response to them because what isn't a skilled response is hearing our kid blame, say you wanna blame the anti-vaxxers and the non-maskers for your school shutting down. This conversation is not about that. This conversation is about how you're gonna hold space in your household to have the most healing skilled response for your child. And that is not going to blame of whoever you think is responsible for a school shutting down. Yep. So I, we've talked about this in previous episodes and I think it always um, bears repeating that as the stable adult for your child, the state that you're hosting in your nervous system, you're literally lending your nervous system to them. They're going to have their own feelings about school shutting down, even if they don't outwardly seem overwhelmed by it, they have inner feelings about it. And so the way for you to care for your kid, which is number one in the whole situation is to lend them your stable self and to really refrain from blaming. If you need to call up a friend or a spouse and like let loose, go for it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Everybody needs to vent. And it's like, it's not, nothing's wrong with you. If you're like in your head, like, gosh darn it, why can't everybody do X, Y, Z? That's okay. I think those same things. But like she said, it's my job as the parent to make sure that I've got a calm, grounded demeanor around me so that my kids know that if it happens, mom, mom will help us navigate those waters and we'll figure it out together. And that's kind of what I've told them. And I think that's probably my next point to a lot of people is like, some people keep this really under the the rug and they don't talk about it at home at all and then others are like too honest and give their give their kids in my opinion give their kids all their opinions and so then the kids have information plus like their parents opinion and that can become troublesome from like a bully perspective if you that's just my opinion and so i think it's really important to be communicate on an age-appropriate level with your kids about what's going on. Like, hiding this from them does them no good. Being my default is super positive and cheery. I'm a positive person. I believe you put positivity out there in life. That's what gets you back. But I also believe in honesty. And I don't like surprises myself. And I know that about my oldest daughter. There's a lot of kids that don't like surprises. And they don't want to be suddenly told that now the class is... Shutting down, and they're going to have to do virtual learning for two weeks when they had no pre warning and they thought that school was hunky dory and everything was fine. So, open communication right now, and we've stressed this in so many different areas, but I think right now during the pandemic and going back to school, you got to have clear communication with your kids, and your kids need to understand your reasoning as a family and why you choose to make the decisions you need to choose because. It's a free for all now, you know, like you can kind of do what you want to do in a lot of places. So I want to make sure that my daughters understand why as a family we choose to mask, why in a family we choose to vaccinate because my kid's
0: eight and she's already being getting questions about that. This would be a good piece of spiritual homework. Um, You know, yes, I think in our own mind and toward a trusted adult, we can let loose with our opinion and that still matters. Like it mm-hmm. still matters that we stay out of blame for our own mental healing and health because blaming is deflecting our pain. It's deflecting what we feel. And so I think a really good spiritual practice internally and with family is to do what you said, like say, this is why we're doing this without completely bashing the other side. Yeah, And this is with religion, with politics, with everything and unfortunately the this whole pandemic has turned political but and it's hard I don't even know if I can do it all the time like can I have a conversation about this this is what we're doing and why without even mentioning the other opinion I don't know I don't know if I could do it (laughs) yeah I think
1: that knowing your why um For us, we're a relatively healthy family. And because we're military, we're very isolated. So there's not a lot of people I could expose. So for us, the girls going to school is the most important thing to us because they want to be in school. And so because of that, I will do whatever it takes to make sure that the schools remain open. And so that's our why. So she knows a short little blurb, like an elevator pitch of what to say. When someone picks on her because she's wearing a mask or she's doing something differently, or she tells somebody that they're in her personal space or she uses hand sanitizer or whatever it is, I want her to have ammunition to feel like she understands why we are doing this as a family. And it varies for everybody, you know. And and that's why I think right now it's important just to not judge because you don't know why somebody's doing the thing that they're doing, you don't know what happened to them, you don't know their their COVID story, because a lot of people have COVID stories. And so I just try to give myself, my kids and my community a little bit of grace right now. Everyone doesn't do that, but every, if everybody did, I think that we would move through this a little bit better together from a support perspective. So I just want my, like I
0: said, I just want my kids to understand why they're doing what they're doing. I think it's a really sweet opportunity to, again, just raise compassionate kids. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. This is one of the most tension filled times. And if we can sort of be that lighthouse for our kids and they can watch how we navigate, imagine how those kids are going to grow up. You know, I just, it's, it's an opportunity really not to be missed. And I think going back to what you said about how, I mean, everybody I know, I don't want to speak for the whole world, but like a lot of people I know wanted 2020 to be over, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunity in these types of tension filled times. And I don't want to miss another year. I don't want 2021 to be over. I don't want to live my life wishing for a whole year. of time. You lose all that
1: time. I think about like with my kid, my kid's never going to be eight again. So like, pull up your bootstraps misty cuz you're raising a kid in the middle of a pandemic and you got to navigate these waters or you could like severely screw up your children who are the next generation or cause rifts between you and your kids there's like a million things that could go wrong and so the best thing that you can do is to dig into your mindfulness practice and i think by li- if you're listening to this podcast i feel confident that you're trying to have a mindful practice i In my opinion, if you're listening to this, that is a mindful practice. Um, If that feeds your soul and gives you information and things you can work on. So find something to anchor to because we're going to need it to navigate these back to school waters. Um, And I think that it's really important too that as a parent, you are taking really good care of yourself right now. And that's really, really hard. Um, Hello, raise my hand. I'm terrible but I'm pushing myself to set some better boundaries around no more than I ever have just because I need to be a really present parent right now. Cause I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And I think just noticing if you're future tripping so much rehearsing that we just talked about, we suggested you rehearse, but there's also like a limit to the amount of rehearsing. And um, if you really just want things to be over, just t- keep that in check you know like i think it's natural to want the pan- pandemic to be over and we also want to enjoy this time that we have you yeah. know and so if you need to limit the news like i i over the weekend didn't go on news it was just so simple but like i i really don't need to see that blasted into my eyeballs right now everything that's going on and it did give me a bit of freedom and it helped me grow my patience toward my kids this weekend which i was getting a little a little tight little impatient um and i could just feel my body like settling from the the reduction of intake of sensational headlines you know it's so addicting like i want to go look and see what's going on i know and we it's not see serving me are
1: closing and yeah. what's happening and it's very um, it's it can be overwhelming i think that two of the things that I'm going to focus on that I would highly encourage everybody. And I know you do this too, is right now, it's really important to listen to your kids because more than ever, things are going to happen to them that are real wonky (laughs) that nobody's navigated the waters of. And so you need to hear that. And if they're expressing things and um, you know, and I'm also going to be looking for signs of stress in my kids because I've seen, stress through the pandemic come out in my oldest. And so I know those, and I want to make sure I'm really sensitive to those. And so sounds crazy, but those are my mindful practices. And I literally have them written down is to make sure and listen to them and make sure that I, we get, sleep is on there too. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the other thing, because I think that sleep is a reset button. So you know, you have a bad day and you get to reset the beauty of it, but the, the looking for the signs of stress because they're there. And if you can discuss them really fast and quickly, you could nip a lot of things in the bud. But if you see something and you're like, Oh, they had a bad day or whatever. And you kind of push it to the side, those little things add up and they're not going to tell you about all of them. So it's important for you to observe them and listen to them.
0: So I have a practice I want to share. This is a mindfulness practice and kind of a school psychologist practice. Um, We've talked about rehearsing, which sometimes is good. We need to plan and be prepared. And that sense of rehearsing can absolutely go overboard. So rehashing is linked to depression. Like when you keep rehashing an old story and can't stop running it through your mind. And then rehearsing is linked to anxiety. And so the question is what is, and that is, no, excuse me. The question is what if, and that is linked to rehearsing, which is linked to higher anxiety. So think about, the last thing you felt anxious thoughts about. I have something in my mind right now. It was completely what if. It was fabricated. It was future tripping. It was making all these scenarios in my head and just kind of planning it all out. None of which will probably happen. None of which was true. And so when you notice yourself going to what if, Just pause, taking that mindful pause. The practice of mindfulness is noticing that momentum of your mind and stopping it and redirecting your mind to something else. So turn what if into what is. Name the facts and the moment. And so for me, this isn't what I was anxious about today, but I sent my kids to school. Say the thing I was anxious about was dropping my kids off at school. One of them had actually forgotten their mask. Actually, is true, and oh, it's like the new lunchbox. Oh my gosh! Right, it's the new lunchbox. They don't have their mask. They're going to be stared at. They're going to get sick. They're going to put their hands in their mouth. They're going to come home with COVID. They're going to give me COVID, and I have to go take twenty-five people to Maui in two weeks. I'm going to get COVID, not be able to teach my retreat. I'm going to have to get another teacher to teach my retreat. I mean, the whole thing. I took it all the way to death. <laughs> you know? In there. So pausing that momentum and saying, self, what, what are the facts? What is, what is, is that we are vaccinated to like three out of four of us are vaccinated. The kids are super healthy. They wash their hands. They're going to get a mask at the nurse. They have hand sanitizer and I'm super healthy. I am vaccinated. I've had COVID. I have antibodies. I'm going to be fine. End of story. I mean, it's such a difference taking it all the way to death to taking it. I'm going to be fine. Those are very different end results. (laughs) And if you
1: don't have a mindfulness practice, you can't stop that bus. It just keeps going that other way.
0: You don't even know that you have the ability to stop it. You don't even know that you're actually not all those thoughts. It's just story. So yeah.
1: I so love what, that what if
0: versus what is that's a
1: really good one. I'm putting that in my back pocket because mm-hmm. sometimes I've gotten, I mean,
0: much better about jumping forward, but I, that's my trigger too. And don't you jump forward mostly like so tired, getting in bed, laying down, and then you jump way forward. Oh Yeah. I I mean, everybody's going to die and lose all their money when I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really
1: appreciate you visiting with me about this. It always feels really good. I think that Lauren and I discussed before we started this. We just really want y'all to be hopeful in the fact that there are people out there that are rising up just like you are, and they're bringing their mindfulness practice to the front. And there's hope. And we hope to provide some tools that just help us all, me included, move through this really challenging time. And I wish everyone the very best school year. You too, Lauren. I hope your kids do good. She's got a high schooler now. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody have a great school year. Use
0: your tools and remember to be flexible. Absolutely. And for those of you watching this for the first time, this is our first video, as you know, thank you for watching. And we would love to know how this episode landed for you. So thank you. Yeah. Let us know. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.